NBA baller. He will be at the show May 1st. Coming in next. That's all right. Let's go. Who's checking in? RMG, no doubt. RMG, reckless. Mm-hmm. Probably about 45. You got plenty of time if you want to go get something easy with idea you do. All right. We got great artists in the building today. Coming up next. You know, I'm surprised we even got him out the house. Thank you first to everybody that checked out B.A. Baller. I see y'all. I see the numbers go up when B.A. was on. So thank you to everybody. Uh, if you love the show, please, it's very free to share it. And all. You, and that's the, that's it gets right to my heart. If you just share the show, you don't have to spend a dime on this show. I, I spend some money to put the show together. But if you if you like me, if you love me, if you just want to be supportive to this AZ hip hop thing, these stories we tell, these this music we play, just share the show. That's all you got to do. There's no cash app on the screen anywhere. I'm not asking for money. I just want you to enjoy the show. So please like, comment, and share if you enjoy the show. But please remember the share is the most important part. Um, coming next to the coming next to the uh, to the show, if you will. Uh, from a great group of guys that has brought us such names as Denzel Davis and Bonnie G. Uh, this group of men has affiliated themselves lately with the monster known as Marley Park. Uh, he is a monster. But today, and you know, Mar- Marley's the only one out of the four we haven't had on the show. So today we complete the three. We complete the triangle with the one and only KT Gibson. What up, though? What up, though? Thank you, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Good to be here. I'm, I'm glad you came out the house. I know I, I'm just <laughs> bullshitting. I know you went to the club last night. The club was popping. It was lit. Antero was lit last night, right? I wasn't at Antero. Oh, was, oh, oh, you oh, were somewhere was, else. Yeah, yeah. Where we were you at? Around. Your club was lit, too. Yeah, I was on uh, Mill, Up and Down Mill, doing promo. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Good, good. Good to know. Good to know. Phoenix, you know, we, everybody has been in the house so long. I'm sure we're all dying to get outside. So everything will be popping for a while, at least, until we get back to some regular life. Uh, I enjoy the live events as a DJ. I'm glad things are opening back up. How did we get you out of the house today? From that expert video you made, I really, <laughs> I thought you were locked in the house all week. You sold me. You got me with the Hollywood. You got me. Yeah, man, it was it's been crazy. I'm like, I saw everybody asking, like, what's KT think about all this? And where's KT at? I'm like, then Bonnie said, I'm, man, I'm out of here. I'm uh I'm coming back in the crib. I was like, nah, son. Yeah, you yeah, there. stay out there. You stay want to be out, out there, there, stay out stay there. Stay out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the crib yeah, I chilling. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, you seem to be a little bit more reserved than maybe some of the members in your crew. Den- Denzel's pretty <laughs> reserved. I don't know. Um one, what what's your take on this now there's become whenever a certain amount of foolishness breaks out, and I've lived here long enough in my four years to see this as a cycle. Mm-hmm. Whenever the foolishness breaks out, there's a certain amount of people that really enjoy the foolishness. There's another group of people that get mad at us for enjoying the foolishness and think that it's too much foolishness. We should focus more on the music. What is your take between those two opinions? I feel like it's all all promotion. You know, if people are paying us attention... Go for it. Sometimes I can see I see it get out of hand. Sometimes you know. Well, no one wants it to be physical or yeah, be real yeah, emotion yeah, yeah. involved. It's, as long as it's jokes and it's not yeah. too hurtful, you know. Like I, yeah. I would like to think we could, you know, we could handle that. I right, worry. right, right. We got to keep it cool, but you know, controversy sells. And right it does. now we got a lot of people that aren't artists 
that are just like regular people sitting back watching this like it's you know like loving a uh, hip hop or something like that like it's crazy you you moved here from Detroit is that correct yeah yeah why should Phoenix people that are actually Phoenix people even take responsibility or care what the the out of towners like us do or snowbirds like us do they they I guess they feel like we're uh, not us me and you yeah but I guess they feel like the artists that are not born and raised here that they get involved in the foolishness make the city look bad. Do you understand that perspective, or do you agree with that? Um, but they got to look on both sides because there's people that's from here that's involved in the foolishness just as well as people that ain't from here. Okay, you know it's just. You a, get that mic a little bit closer. Yeah. You, you got that soft spoken, that easy going <laughs> voice. I want to make sure about it. Was a long night. <laughs> Understood. Understood. But yeah, for um, the record, like a real rapper, I just want to say, uh, like a real rapper. KT was on time, but the reason he was on time early, if you will, <laughs> is because I don't even think he went home. He came like straight from the club or something. No offense, I don't yeah, want to offend yeah. anybody, but I think he's just been out all night. So like, yeah. like a real rapper, like ODB, like DMX, God bless his soul. We hope DMX gets better. Man, for real, uh, that's a big hurtful blow to me. I'm a big DMX fan. Same here, man. So you know, we Same hope here. he gets better. We say our prayers and yeah. don't want to say anything else but positive things about or to DMX yeah, at this man. time. I've had pit bulls my whole life because of DMX. Yeah, man. DMX made right you. I've had. Pit, I've had two myself, and DMX made you feel good about owning a pit bulls, especially at a time when the whole world uh, was kind of against pit bulls. Right. Um, we'll we, we'll get more into the drama of AZ in a little bit. I really I really think it could almost be a reality show if it was framed right and, and man, recorded correctly. Uh, and it is very entertaining. It's hard for me to turn away from it once it gets going because I very much, as people know. I very much get wrapped up in it, whether it's the battles or yeah. the talk promo around the battles or the battles that didn't or aren't going to happen or uh, just whatever tomfoolery, uh, uh, you know, that goes on. I always seem to be wrapped up in it somehow. Um, who is the most dramatic out of the three of y'all? I'll leave the monster out of it. You, Denzel, and Vani, who's the mo- into the most drama? Because to be honest, before all this started, I would have thought the three of y'all to be pretty mellow artistic guys <laughs> not really much into the drama mm-hmm. Vani seems very real like not someone you would not that you aren't but not mm-hmm. Vani uh, speaking to him seems very very real like he's got a good take on life mm-hmm. he's not uh, doesn't have a trigger finger but not somebody you would want to push into a corner either uh, yeah, you, you know. really want that with bro right <laughs> right uh, you get that feeling quickly and I, I feel I'm a yeah, good judge of a character so uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad we've got a good relationship we I think uh, we take our turns man we're gonna take our turns because I like a, a few years ago. That's when I was into it with everybody and mm-hmm. going through my situation where you know Justice had to hit me up. He was like, "Stop telling people to pull up and catch the fade. Nobody's gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't matter how much you threaten, they're not gonna do it. Yeah, you don't pay them no attention." So well, I, the people that are going to do it, you don't have to invite them or tell them to do it. Right. And the people that you do have to, they're never going to do it, like right, you said. Right, so, right, yeah, We'll just right. get to I it. I agree, totally we'll agree. We'll just get to it. But we all have our times, you know. We all have our times. Understood. You know, I feel like Vonnie's just like, he don't like his words being twisted. And I feel that. I understand that. Yeah. It kind of seems like it's this narrative being pushed where, you know, people hating on Yante. And I'm like, Psh, we was at the show while he was performing lit. 
Yeah, like, bro was dope. I saw the footage. It seemed like he there was were never, everybody was enjoying and loving the show. Yeah, he had to me. I mean, it was that, was that the same footage where he did like? Didn't he do like a back uh, a back a flip and a half lot. or something? Like he ba- he, he like back flipped and then half flipped forward or something. I don't. know. I saw the footage. I it wasn't was there. that wasn't he it. Was that, was, that wasn't okay. Maybe it was a different yeah. thing I was looking at. Well, his performance was dope. He had the crowd rocking, and that's what it's about. Like he should have won. He yeah. most definitely should have won. He had the right. best performance as far as like energy goes. Yeah, feel yeah, so, yeah. Well, but, you know that. You know, I, I come from the old days, and you know, a lot of times this discussion, the no main vocals versus vocals, which has become another one of our AZ heated debates. Um, I, I come from the old days, so of course I come from the days where people uh, were thought you had to go with no main vocals. You would definitely look down upon if you use main vocals. Yeah. But in fairness to people that use main vocals I've actually been to shows where someone like and this is going to sound like blasphemy but Rakim of Eric being Rakim uh, I wish he would have had backing vocals Mm. because I don't know if it was the particular mic or the sound system or maybe something wrong with his voice that night. He Mm -hmm. didn't have a great night and he didn't put on the best vocal performance. Nas uh was very much critiqued in his early career for just standing around on stage and rapping. Yeah. Not giving an energetic performance. And maybe because he had to just stand there to rap all that shit. You know, when you're rapping right. a big mouthful of shit, you can't jump around at the same time. We all right. know this, you right. know. Big Pun. You were probably lucky if Big Pun spit the whole verse in in one breath, uh, you know, at one yeah. time because yeah. he was such a big person. He definitely couldn't move around. So... I come from the days, old days, but I'm honest enough to recognize that main vocals could have helped even some of our legends at certain periods right, right. and points of time. You know, I see both sides of the situation because some of these clubs do have horrible systems. Like yeah. y'all, y'all are bringing artists out here to perform, but your sound system is trash. And your it's a lot of variables. If you don't have a sound guy, act- yeah. some some people just set it up and let it go. They don't even have a sound guy actually working the board. Yeah. So that's a big mistake. That could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the cordless mics are not the most reputable. That could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of variables where it could be a problem. And when you're representing your song, you want your song to sound you know, just like it sounds when you put it on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere else. So, yeah, right. I see both sides of it. I'm an old guy, but I do right. see both sides of it. And I think uh, it's so important to your career that you put on a good performance. So whatever that means, however you have to do it, that's what you have to do. Right. And that answer may be different for different people. Yeah. You know, I posted online, speaking of DMX, that I saw him perform in Richmond. We opened up for him. And he came out back when he was still slim. He hadn't put on the weight yet. And, uh, and I mean, he rocked a 45-minute show by himself. Right. No main vocals, no hype man, by himself. Yeah. And uh, that's just a different breed of performer. I don't know if we can hold everybody to that standard. Right. Uh, you know. I'm from Detroit, so we just do it different. Like, you can't – you get on stage with your main vocals in the city, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like, in the hip-hop crowd – you definitely will get talked about. I went through that in my younger years. I've been performing since I was in my teens, so it's like, 
Man, I've definitely been checked by an OG before. My bro's mom told yeah. us one time, she was like, this was a great performance, probably the best one y'all ever had, but if y'all didn't have, y'all didn't just perform over your whole track, like make a show track. Yeah. And ever since that day, I've been show tracking it. Take my main vocals out and just rock it all the way through. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing, nobody, from the dawn of time, there's been a thing called a TV track. Now, what it, and it used to be on the record. They used to even put them on the singles. A TV track is like if you added your backing vocals to have like a hype man with you when you had no hype man. So in other words, it wouldn't be your main vocals on there, but it would be some of the highlighted phrases. Yeah, like the ad-libs. The ad-libs or the highlighted phrases so you could have time to take a breath. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and then you could keep going, and you were actually performing the show, but it gave you little pockets to catch your breath if you needed. Um, so uh, I think there's a million different ways to do it. It's up to each artist. Uh, I've never yeah. talked to you before, so some of the general stuff we have to get out of the way. You've already got your water, I see. Um, you you were raised in Detroit. You grew up in Detroit. Uh, between Detroit and Alabama. Um, wow, that's a big difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I spent the majority of my life in Detroit. Okay. Uh, when the crack epidemic hit real hard, like from 90 to 96, I was in Alabama with my grandparents because it was too wild in my neighborhood. Okay. But I was too so wild So your parents shipped you? Yeah. Man, yeah, that's yeah. that. you're the second guy from Detroit that told me their family shipped them away mm-hmm. due to difficulties. Like, that must be like... I come from the suburbs in Virginia. Like, that wasn't... And don't and mind you, white folks be shipping their kids off too. Usually, it's the, <laughs> usually it's the boarding school or somewhere like that. But we'll uh, but in my neighborhood, shipping the kids away was not a common option. It was not something the parents talked about. It appears yeah. to me like it's mm-hmm. part of a survival plan in Detroit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I take it that you came from real Detroit, yeah, not the surrounding suburbs. Oh, no, no, I'm from the you east You were on the inside of Eight Mile, not the outside <laughs> yeah, of Eight I'm Mile. From the if east it were. side, Six Mile. Okay. Right did you did you experience many uh, big doobies from Detroit as well? Um, yeah, yeah, I met him for the first time. Okay, I'm glad y'all are connecting because yeah. Detroit people are so alike mm-hmm. and and so Detroit based. I feel like it's it's a disservice if y'all are out here and don't know each other. Right. right. So I'm glad That's y'all hooked up. There's a lot of us. Uh, big doobie only saw like a couple of white people his whole life before he moved to Arizona. Did you have any ex- much experience with white folks in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's why when I heard that, that was crazy to me because um, I think well, that was just his individual yeah. experience. It just depends on where he was from. It is yeah. neighborhoods where it definitely ain't no white people at. And if you don't leave the neighborhood much, I mean, when we mm-hmm. visited Atlanta, it was very much like that. People didn't, they weren't aware of restaurants that were 10, 15 minutes away because they literally just stayed in their neighborhood. Right, right. Know? So, right. Um, you know, it's just all, everybody's different. I came up in Richmond, Virginia, and I've always felt like Richmond and Detroit had a lot in common, mainly because because of the motor industry, um, you know, a lot of African-American black people got got good jobs and got good foundations, good starts in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, black people had money in Detroit. Yeah. And Richmond is a city that, um, you know, Maggie Walker, first black woman owned a bank. Uh, there was a lot of money for black, but black people had a certain amount of population and had a certain amount of money uh, in Virginia as well. So, yep. um, and I, I, I was raised around black people my whole life. I was never separate like some people are. Um, yeah. So I feel like Detroit and Richmond, kind of the white and black folk, have a similar uh, relationship where we're more familiar with each other than in other places yeah, of, of the definitely. world. There's and maybe not everybody in Detroit. I understand. And if you if you stay in the inner city of Richmond, <laughs> you're not going to 
party up with a whole lot of white folks either. But, you know, those are very limited, small areas. By and large, you know, most people deal with somebody uh, of uh, other races and things. Yeah, Um, I grew up right by this uh, little town that's inside Detroit, but it's his own little city called Hamtramck. Okay. It's a Polish town. Is that like Glendale? I I mean, is that like Glendale inside of Phoenix? Like Glendale is kind of its own thing, but it's inside of Phoenix? Just like that. Okay. So I I love this. It's a Polish area. What was the name of it again? Uh, Hamtramck. I love the Polish people. They survived the racism so wonderfully. And uh, my father used to make tremendous Polish jokes. Yeah, and they never got terrible. upset, and they let it go, and the shit just went away. I don't know what happened. Nobody makes fun of Polish people anymore. I don't, I don't know, know what happened to that. No, you wouldn't do that shit. You wouldn't city. do it in your neighborhood. Huh? <laughs> so, like so what are. is it like to grow up? I've never, I never actually met anybody Polish. I was much older. What's it like to grow up in a Polish neighborhood? Because um, my school, I would have to walk over into that neighborhood and go to my uh, elementary school, Davidson Elementary. Okay. So. It was just like being kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of Middle Eastern people in that town also. So okay. it was just like a little melting pot. In a you way. got a good mix, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I grew up around a lot of different races. That's why I'm the way I am with stuff. Like, I don't stand on either side of anything. I really try to just bring people together as much as I can. I know what's right and I know what's wrong. I would love to think that it's all like some people believe it's all tribalism and we should be human beings and get beyond that. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily believe everything a white guy believes if you're white or not necessarily fall in line with everything black people fall into if you're black. Um, And I would love for the world to be that way. Unfortunately, the world is the world is very (laughs) dangerous for certain peoples Mm -hmm. and they kind of have to fall into that way of thinking because of the way the world happens to be structured or has worked itself out or evolved to yeah. uh, you know so unfortunately for that I'm longing for a better day one day I don't think I'm going to live long day. enough to see it but we all hope for it uh, let's get to some funner stuff how did you run across Denzel and um, Vani because I feel there's a real bond with you guys Yeah. Um, I'm still what do you call yourselves as a unit uh, THM THM Three-headed monster. Yeah. I knew that. It just hadn't sunk into my rockhead skull yet because we talked about it with Vani. Three-headed monster. Y'all definitely are that. Um, yeah. uh, how did you meet these guys? How did you come across uh, these guys? When I first came out here, when I really got in the scene, probably like, I want to say like maybe six years ago, I met Denzel. And we always saw each other and spoke to each other. We had a lot of respect for each other. So we did a show at a School of Rock. I've, Denzel, I've heard of that place. Yeah, and Denzel walked up to me. He was like, "Man, let's let's do it. Let's 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 stop playing and get to it." So he met me. He met me at my crib, and we wrote this song called Double Cup. That was my first like like radio play song. Is that when Texas was popping, or right after Texas was popping? Uh, nah, this was like a little later. Yeah, this was like like he came to me with the hook, which everybody was tripping about that Denzel wrote that hook, and it was more about like. Denzel kind of his like growing up is kind of like mine. Like we we would like every time you drink something, you stack the cup up. Mm, I see. I so see, ours I see. was about alcohol. We didn't talk about lean. It wasn't. It wasn't about lean. Okay. No, it wasn't about lean. We I talked about you. alcohol the whole song. Well, that's a li- that's a nice little twist. That sometimes it's good to have in a song. You yeah, think yeah. it's going one way yeah. and like a joke or like you know surprise. We yeah, I got yeah. you going. Okay. So we ended up doing that. One on one, the beat picked it up and was playing it, and we incredible, it in. yeah. incredible. I don't hear many stories of commercial radio. Uh, messing with the independent artists, so that's that's big that you got that to happen, no doubt. Yeah, man, and we we've been rocking ever since. That's my brother. Then um, when I won the Arizona Hip Hop Festival a couple years back, first place. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Vani won third. Vani won third. Yeah, okay. And I just kind of like brought us all together. 
we tapped in and we've been inseparable ever since pretty much yeah you all three of you guys seem to have a, very, a good relationship with RTU uh, yeah. in general I know y'all have won contests before and, mm-hmm. and Denzel's definitely I've seen him at shows he's got a good relationship what do you think um, if, what's your perspective on uh, there's a lot of people that don't like RTU yeah, and uh, it comes up frequently and I'm learning about it all the time because I work for the team but uh, you know I'm trying to just talk to everybody I'm, you know just fair and balanced figure all of the city out and there are some people that uh, either resent or don't like RTU there's some people that feel like RTU is holding them back which I've seen no evidence of What what is your take on the you know the kind of the hot and cold reception that RTU gets in the city I think it just goes by situation and who is who, you know, like people's dealings, you know, like you just got to communicate. That's what the main thing. Yeah. Communicate with people. You got an issue. If it's enough for you to get online and be upset about it, communicate with that person, try to get yeah. past it or let it go and slide. I don't think Vonnie knew he won third until he bumped into justice somewhere. So there, obviously there was a lot going on. And I think more. More in life, it's uh, usually like human error, like not evil. Like I didn't, I didn't intend to not tell you. I just didn't get around to it. I forgot. I know, um, I'm still waiting to get my trophy from AZMT. I, I missed a couple <laughs> meetings and uh, I haven't got my trophy for winning yet. But I'm gonna get it this weekend. Shout out to Ahmad and everybody over at AZMT. Um, but you know, things happen. We're all people, and for well, most of Vonnie, us, this is not a day job. So yeah, you know, we need to Vonnie give everybody a little slack. Yeah, yeah with that Vonnie and Justice situation, it was more so. We had to go to Jags to find out if we won. Right. So that's oh. What happened. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So he didn't go to Jags or whatever. No, he went. He oh, okay. There. That's where okay. me and him met. That's the first oh, time. Oh, I met. see. I see. I see. You had to. You just didn't find out. You had to go to the event to see. I yeah. got you. All right. Makes yeah. sense now. Makes sense now. In fairness to everybody, makes sense now. Um, who do you? Who? Who's an artist that you look up to in the city? Because you, 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 you make a lot of moves. You make great music. Yeah. You obviously make clever videos. Um, yeah. I think it'd be Im- impactful for people to hear this. Man, there's so many. And I you like, can name two or three. I'm yeah, not going to hold you to I one. I got a lot of favorites out here. Like I Prem, do, too. Prem is my guy. Of course, no Joseph doubt. Bills. No doubt. Uh, Dub Fuego's excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, Wolf is Cold. Uh, man, there's so many. Like it's That's one thing. Right now, it's just so much talent. Coming yeah. out of Phoenix right now is ridiculous. I'm, I'm inspired by it. That's why I like too, to do yeah. the the shows I do because I like to feature the talent. I like to talk about it, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, well, for one, I'm washed up retired rapper. There's no hope of that ever happening. But um, <laughs> you know, I just think at my age and my experience level, it's more appropriate to talk to artists, you yeah. know, um, yeah. and maybe to talk about them sometimes on the news than to actually pursue being uh, artistic in that in that way. I like um, your news channel, your news situation. I appreciate that's it. That's I appreciate funny. it. You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you can you can uh, just try to do the news and hurt some people's feelings. I'm trying to work on not hurting anybody's feelings. But, hey man, you know, the news is the news. People's feelings get hurt. The by news is the news. Like that. That's what I'm trying. To, I'm trying to focus on just the news is the news. No opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that. We're, we're working it out. We got a good team over there. So we're, we're working it out step by step. Thank you for your compliments, though. The, the, yeah. Everything that's come from the city, people have been very supportive. So I appreciate appreciate everybody that checks in and, and, and says they like it that's what basically why i'm doing it um yeah. what's your long-term goal for hip-hop man what 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 do you want your life to look like five years from now well everything without everything that i do is in like 
just all rap. You feel me? I do this because I love it, because I'm a, a hip-hop purist. Like, I've been rocking with music since I was a baby. I've been a huge hip-hop fan. So I'm going to be like Willie Nelson. I'm going to make music until I can't make music no more. I will literally have to be, like, like paralyzed to not be able to make music. And my mouth better not work. Or somebody going to wheel me up to a mic, and I'm going to still drop songs. Like, so I'm always going to do music, but... I'm also my father's son. I'm a huge businessman. I just got my LLC and my paperwork back for my company, Hella Potent. Smart, nice. And I make uh, THC bath bombs, topical ointments to fight pain for people. Oh, I'd love to try one of those. Nice. I got you, yeah. man. I, I should have brought you one. I I've heard it. Well, I, I, don't worry. We'll get in touch. I've heard yeah. those bath bombs are crazy. Yeah. I have never really. tried one because, you know, I came from the East Coast where mm-hmm. uh, weed only came in a couple of forms. Out here, right. you can soak in weed, smoke it, drink it, mm-hmm. eat it, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I got a couple of people that are... Uh, not taking painkillers anymore and Percocet or any of that because of my bath bombs. Mm, that's wonderful. So like in five years I'm looking to have a huge storefront in a few different major cities and be pushing that mainly. I appreciate that. Let's talk about the influence of, of business and work ethic. You said it came from your father? Yeah. Yeah, most okay. definitely. My dad was a uh, like my new album that's coming out is called Gangsters and Businessmen because that was my dad. My dad was a huge G in the street. He was doing a lot and then when I was born he jumped into the business. And he got into the automotive industry in Detroit real heavy and became like a godfather of all of that, just the ultimate businessman. Mm-hmm. And I took on a whole lot of that from him to where when it came to music, it was easy for me to sell tickets out here. I always brought huge droves of people with me because I go hit meal or go to the colleges and rap and talk to people. I'm just a salesman, just like my pops. Well, you know, a certain amount of work ethic and a little bit of business sense goes a long way, especially amongst people who maybe weren't raised like that. You know, I was raised I was raised by a man who was, uh, you know, is a contractor, but worked for himself, you know. And uh, when you work for yourself, you got to have that get up and go. You got to, you know, you got to get out there. No one's going to do it for you. A lot of times you can't even take sick days. So there's a lot of work ethic I learned from from my father as well. Is your father still with us? Definitely. Okay, good, definitely. good. He's still out here good. kicking. Has some good, uh, health good. issues, but he done beat it down. He right back out here tripping, man. Okay, so he lives, out, he lives out here? <laughs> no, my pops is in Detroit. He's still so in Detroit. Okay. Trying to get him out here. Understood. I'm trying to get him out A lot of people move out here for the health benefits and the weather and, uh, yeah. you know, for all that. Well, respect, respect to your father, man, because... Um, you know, it shows. It shows when you have that kind of role model. You yeah. know, so and I'm sure I'm sure you represent that uh, represent him daily in that way. And now that I have a son, it means a lot. You know, that kind of relationship. I had a great yeah. relationship with my dad. It's not that I didn't, but when you when now that I have a son, it means so much more. Yeah. Uh, being a role model for him, how I affect him, and hopefully him growing up to shine in your father's light the way you have with your father. So yeah, I appreciate they definitely that. Definitely watching. They paying attention. I they definitely. Was. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> That's what scares me sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I don't hide too much from him, but we, we're good. He's still young. He's four. Do you have any children? No kids. No so you kids. just out here in the world. Are you committed? Are you in a committed relationship? No. Music is my relationship. Woo! Business is my relationship. I'm out here Man. working. So you can eat a pastrami sandwich, smoke a blunt, take three naps, and then nobody gives a shit. Like you can do whatever you want to do. I got my Ow. dog. I got my dog, London Blue Pit. That's my okay. kid. Okay. <laughs> I understand that my dogs were my children before yeah, I had yeah. children as well. I'm too Shaka busy. and Rufus. I just yeah. put Shaka down two weeks ago. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. She was 15. It had to go. You know, it's it's never a good thing, but sometimes it's just necessary. 
it took me learning that. You know, it took me learning that. So enough of that. Salute to that. But salute to you. What was your your boy's name again? I got a girl. Her, her name's London. London. Girl uh, dog named London. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have you ever had a boy dog? Is this your first dog? Oh, no, no. I've had dogs my whole life. Have you ever had a boy dog? Yep, I had a few of them. It's 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 my experience because I I keep I sit dogs now on the weekends for for uh, people in my neighborhood. Uh, it's my experience that female. And I'm not saying anything about female humans, uh, Val Marie. <laughs> Val Marie's in studio. Thank you for coming, Val. I find that female dogs need a little bit more attention than male dogs. Yeah. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah. So it's not just me. That's your experience no, no, as well. No, no, no. Okay. They're different, especially with the dude, like. My dog is like really like my daughter, like a protector. Like she's right, she's right, right, right up under me all the time. Right. So. No, we said female dogs do need more attention than male dogs. Not yeah. not related to humans at all, Val. Not related to yeah. humans at all. And my boy dogs have just they go do their thing. It's like they want you to be around, but they don't need you to be right there, like right. us. Like yeah. like I want to I want you to be here, but like over there here, not like right here here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I'm a dog lover. I appreciate a dog lover, and, uh, you know, it's all good. How did your parents react when they found out you were taking rap serious or you really wanted to rap? Uh, my dad my dad knew I was serious about music when uh, <laughs> he was driving one day, and I'm in the back seat, and uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot came on, and he heard me just spitting. Uh, I like big butts all the way through. And he was like, he turned the radio down a little bit and heard me. And then I... I went to school one day, and for a talent show, this racist teacher in Alabama like disrespected me. So for the talent show, Figures. I came in, and I did a whole like I had my boy beatbox. He was from New York, and I spit this whole. I didn't know it was a verse. I just like had a whole sheet of paper about because she talked about all her business. Right, right. right. I would sit there and soak it up. You wrote a whole rhyme dis- about dis- her business. Yeah. You distract your teacher. Yeah, bro. Got kicked out of school. Your was, racist teacher in Alabama. Yeah. And got kicked out of school. Got kicked out of school. To it. me, that was an incredibly creative. And was this for like English <laughs> class? What class no, was this it for? Was, um, what was this? You were writing a paper. What was yeah, it? I was young. Like, I was super young. Too. Was so like, you were writing like a history class paper and you wrote yeah. it to Patrick. Now that may have been inappropriate. It was just like a, um, it was just a, like a little talent show situation. Oh, it was just a talent show. Yeah, yeah, had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with a real report. No, no, no. It was a talent show. So you got up in front of the whole school and yeah. just her? Yeah. Man, you were born to be a rapper. I was 11. And then you my grandma born. called my pops and told him oh, she was mad. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I just got to enjoy that moment for me. <laughs> If you had a picture of her face once you started rapping, what did the, how did the, um, did the, were the students clever enough to pick up on the fact you were rapping about her? Yeah, did I people, made it known. I said her name in the very beginning of the song. Did people get it? Did people, like, people got it, got mm-hmm. it? Did the, how did the kids, like, ooh. Laughing, did the screaming, kid, laughing. It was, it was oh. I got halfway through it before she could get me off stage. Oh. <laughs> and they threw you out of school. Yeah, man, I got kicked out of school for like two or three weeks. And God bless you, man. You are <laughs> My kin- pops was like, that boy gonna be good. You are a kindred soul. <laughs> what did you, yeah, how did your parents respond to that? Though? My grandma, I, I, oh yeah, my grandma beat me down when I got home. Because your parents, were, you, you were living with grand folks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of thing your dad would be proud of, but your mom would be yeah. like very upset yeah. about. Probably. I wasn't, a, I wasn't really around my mom early in my life, so okay. she didn't know about it until like we got All back right. connected. And I told her about it. She thought it was funny though. Yeah, at that point, it's a funny story. Yeah, my wife would think it was funny, except for the embarrassment of like the other, you know, yeah. families, moms, and uh, wow. So you got kicked out for a certain amount of time. You got to eventually go back to that school. Yeah, I went back. that year. Yeah, under her. Yeah. So she had to deal with you for a few more months or whatever mm-hmm. before. Did you pass school that year? You passed the grade? Yeah, yeah. barely. 
I was a horrible kid, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I was a good kid. I just wasn't that. I liked hang. I liked doing this yeah. at school more than like doing schoolwork. I liked mm-hmm. talking shit, telling jokes, kicking it. Yo, you know, same, same. But I was over the top. Like I, it sounds like it. Yeah, I was wild, man. That reminds me of a story. My good friend Jeff Tapp. When we were in school, we had to write a report for gym class. Mm. So there was a song. You're a younger man. You might not know, but Curtis Blow had a song about basketball. Yeah, you may have heard it. You're, mm-hmm. you know. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. He wrote the lyrics out to that on a sheet of paper, and he turned it in. And, of course, the white teachers at that time were so unaware of rap music, he got like a B-plus or something (laughs) on it. Totally plagiarized Curtis Blow uh, in middle school. So, you know, kids, don't try that. It won't work nowadays because uh, your teachers are too hip to the game, unfortunately, for something like that to work. Um, well, man, it just sounds like you're so well balanced. Uh, your dad gave you a work ethic. No problem. No major problems with white folks. You're almost <laughs> over that. Um, do you have a preference? Now, me, uh, I tried to experiment in life. At one point, it was my goal to have a child with five different races of women because I literally wanted to see what I looked like. You know, as a Polynesian, mm. as a Latin, as an African American, as a as as an Asian, I wanted to see swerve in every shade. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, I got nervous about dealing with women, so it took me a long time to have kids. I didn't have a child till I was forty six years old. So, all these dreams of having different uh, races with different women is not going to happen. And unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, some uh, like Latin and Asian women, I've never been with at all. Yeah. Um. What is it like being in Arizona with all these good-looking women and just this day and age, racism's out the window. You can date whoever you want, you know, Filipino, Native, Mexicano, uh, you know, the Land of Lakes lady, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, Lucy Lou, whoever you want to do, you know, it's up to you. How do you. For one, do you have a preference, and how do you decide with all these choices? And I'm about vibe and energy. My dad taught me at a young age, love ain't got no color. If you're in love with them, move with it. If you you feeling them, move with it. Okay, so that's I never, good advice. I, I never, like that. Yeah, I never base anything off of skin color or anything like that because everybody's different. Everybody's completely different. You can't look at a person and be like, oh, well, she's Asian. She's going to act like this. That's not that's not true. Right. You know, I know some thug-ass Asian chicks from Detroit. <laughs> Probably so. It yeah. seems like Detroit is a little like the Bay is that... You you might find anything or anybody there yeah, most in definitely. small amounts, guaranteed. Yeah. But you you know, of course, you know he's proven y'all got we got Eminem from y'all. You yep. know we yep. you know we got the wildest we got the wildest rapping white boy ever from Detroit. You know mm-hmm. and um, you know at a certain time were you in Detroit when horror horrorcore was big in Detroit. Oh, yeah, like Esham? Yeah, Esham yeah, yeah. and even... Uh, yeah, you couldn't get caught listening to Esham in a black household. Your parents was like, get that devil shit out of my Right, <laughs> that was right, 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 right. So yeah. was Esham more... Was Esham... I mean, did black people like it anyway or was Esham more shooting for the white boys with all that crazy? It just depended. It just depended on who it was and what they flavor Is that was. just the way he is as a person or was that more of a gimmick? 
I've always wanted uh, to ask. Do you have any? You don't have to know just because you're from Detroit. No, but no. I'm just asking because you might. I'm thinking know. of because I'm, I'm I'm connected in the city. Like I know a lot of the big heads in the city. So I've heard a lot of stories about past situations. Ishan was just a weirdo, man. Like right, uh, that's just him. He's just like that. <laughs> that's what it seems like he was to a me. Cool dude, when I met him, he, he was, was cool. doing it so far back that it seems like it must be legitimate. Yeah, because it really was no money ever. Hardcore never really jumped yeah. off like that. Well, he was know? actually one of the first like artists in Detroit to turn a dollar over, like because he had this website where you went on it and you had to put a credit card in and click on it, like, and he he made a little bit of change every time somebody hit his website. Oh, he made yeah off the transaction. Yeah, he anyway, was right. making money. Right. He was, well, he there you go. Money. I'm glad he figured it out early. Um, he he's very much the. Um, blueprint for the person that you can work real hard and you can be in your own thing and like you said he found a business a way to make some money at mm-hmm. it and you know and then you can keep it going and then you know uh one day i think I, I think if i think one day people will look back with a supreme interest in horrorcore rap because it was around so briefly yeah and i think he will be known as probably the king of it uh, well, most definitely you know uh, <laughs> Nobody did it like that. I don't think anybody did it as officially, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, After the New York guys started doing it, it kind of seemed more like a gimmick. uh, I thought that's what, um, what is his name? Hobson. I thought Hobson was going to be like a horrorcore rapper. Seemed that way. Seemed that way. Maybe he was just playing with it. Yeah, when I was first aware of him with the the weird eyeballs and the kind of the visuals that he came with, it seemed that way. Um, it seems like Lil Nas X has cornered that game at this point with the satanic with the sat- that video is crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, the only thing I appreciate about it is the spin. I saw someone post that when he went gay, the Christian said he was going to hell, and mm-hmm. that that whole video was a response to, to the to the Christian community. Yeah. Now, if if it doesn't matter whether it's true or not, that's brilliant spin. And he got everybody to talk about him, hate it or love it. Yeah. One fact that I haven't seen anybody bring up I thought is funny is there's a new LeBron sneaker getting ready to drop. The B-Red. The LeBron B-Reds. Have mm. you seen them? No, I haven't. They're black and red. They're all black with a little red. And mm. they look like the they look very they look very similar. So so here's where here's where the double foolery comes in, I think. Is the whole Nike, like, did Nike allow them to do the satanic thing, knowing it would go? Now, I know, walk with me, Val. I know you're, you're short. I know Nike <laughs> is suing. No, 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 no. I mean, short in the conversation, not short in general. <laughs> you're great. You're as tall as you're supposed to be. Don't worry about that. Um, God made you perfect, just as you are. Don't forget that, ever. No matter what anybody says. The, LeBron, the new LeBron B-Reds are all black. They moderately look like the a Lil Nas X satanic uh, on the on the uh, on the sole. They have the same red stripe on the sole. Oh, shit. Uh, to me, they look incredibly similar. Now, here's my conspiracy theory: Nike went along with all this willingly. Mischief went along with all this willingly. Everybody knowing Nike was going to sue them. Nike sues them to remain the good guy while they drop their own sneaker that looks remarkably like the satanic sneaker. Right. And the LeBron sneaker, he's a good guy. He prays to Jesus, throws powder in the air, and loves his family. You can buy his sneaker. Your mom and dad can feel good about buying you LeBron sneaker. Mm-hmm. And it looks a lot like the satanic sneaker. Now, me. Everybody wins in a way. I don't trust nobody. But if you look at it from that angle, everybody mm-hmm. wins. Everybody sells more sneakers. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody profits. It could so, have been a whole play. It's it's a, it could have been a, a big whole play. play. The world, especially entertainment, man, just seems like because how do you get for, to me now? Like, how do you like get seven hundred pairs? Who do I call to get seven hundred pairs of black Air Max? Right. Where do I? How do I do that? I can't do that at Foot Locker. Mm-mm. I can't go down to Arizona Fashion Mills Mall and get seven hundred pair of different sizes of, of Nike Air Max black sneakers. I just don't know. You know, the world is a tricky place these days, yep. and everybody is spinning. KT, so I never yep. know, uh, and that's why I really don't. The foolishness in AZ doesn't ever bother me because to me it's incredibly mild compared to the real foolishness in the world. that real businesses are putting out every day to, yep. to start controversy and sell their products. I mean, as we as we as independent rappers and TV shows and media, we're just following the, the main. You know, we're just following the uh, the road or the example that's set by major corporations. Unfortunately, Most uh, definitely. you know. I mean, uh, but anyway, we, we consume, you know. Anyway, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Or, or Pac, Easy. Pac, you're a Pac, Pac guy, okay? Pac. I think over time, Pac deserves it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are still listening to his music more. Mm-hmm. I think his messages are, are uh, relevant now more than ever. Um, yeah, I think people still forget to talk about his first couple albums. Right. Nobody really loves to love them. They like to conveniently forget it. about them, but. I liked um, when he sounded like Public Enemy. People really don't realize when Tupac yeah. first came out, Public Enemy sound ruled and reigned supreme, and right. that's Chuck D. That's On what another load. That's what he was. <laughs> he was emulating uh, Public Enemy at first, and yep. you know, God bless him. But yeah. um, I found strictly. That's how I got on Tupac. I found a cassette of strictly for my niggas in my uh, pop's uh, car. Mm. Took it in the house and listened mm. to it. I was like, Oh, how shit. old were you when you found? No, that? Tupac lives now. That's what it was. Tupac. Okay. Lives now. How old were you when you found that? I had to be This is when I came to Detroit So about 11, 12 Wow That's yeah. crazy That's a heavy message At 11, 12 Yep uh, You know Respect to Tupac And everybody loves Tupac I've always been a Biggie guy Respect to everybody Loves Biggie Yeah um, I was torn on that Because I like Biggie too Because like You know what I'm saying He was like that That flashy fat boy That just was They had the bars Oh, you know he meant The I'm dark saying? big guys You know yeah. Biggie did it for y'all No offense yep, That was the dark <laughs> <man. laughs> That was my guy. Biggie was the dude. But when they started beefing, I liked it. Like, I was paying attention at such a young age that I saw when they were, like, cool. You know, on your MTV raps, you see the little clips real yeah, quick. sure. Then, boom. They, they, they hung out, out a lot. They were, they were good friends at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 think, uh, I think Tupac is a better artist. I still think Biggie was a better lyricist. And and people say, oh no, swerve because he didn't talk about this. I'm talking about just putting words yeah, together. Putting words together. I'm talking about that. just being clever. Pop was more of a poet than a lyricist. Like, right. He, wasn't really worried about he was more of a poet. It was more about his message. Yeah. More about the substance mm-hmm. rather than the style. Yeah. I think uh, Biggie was a flash. The Biggie, flare. Biggie was the style mm-hmm. and how he rapped. He changed how people rapped. He and Tupac did that too. But I'm, when I'm speaking about Biggie, I'm speaking about just. How he put words together, not yep. what he was saying, not you know whether he was selling this or that, but you know. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, um, what's next on the agenda for you personally and for the team? Uh, well, right now I think we're just trying to get visuals out the way. It's video time. We about to drop as many visuals as we can. So, so y'all lining to, up visuals to go with yeah, music. Okay, we want to close these projects out so we can get to the THM projects, which we have already recorded. We're just working on mix and mastering, which we will be doing today. Okay, uh, HKS, which is next door. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you work with Brian or you work with Brian, uh, Fat Cat? Brian. I mean, uh, yeah, Cat, not you know, Fat Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Felix the Cat. Man. 
Yeah, I work with Brian. I'm in here from 49. Cool. Yeah. Brian seems to be a great guy. I've only been working with him since I've worked here. We've only yeah. spoken a couple times, but I am looking to get him on the show. I spoke to him about that. So we're, yeah. we're going to talk to the engineers, the producers, the artists, yeah. everybody here at the mission. That's our mission to talk about your mission every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Facebook Live. The show goes to YouTube during the week. And then eventually, a month or so down the line, when it catches up, you will we will be uh, this show will be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever fine podcasts are played. Thanks to everybody that's checking out the podcast, along with the Facebook Lives, along with the new news and all the things we're trying to do. I appreciate all the support from everybody. Uh, we're trying to drop as much content as possible, uh, you know, because that's what we are now: content creators. So. Yep. I try to create a lot of content. Uh, what's next for uh, the, you said? What's next for the fam? We're just getting visuals together, shooting videos like crazy. Um, I was going to be at Denzel's video shoot. Unfortunately, that was the day that we uh, put my dog down, so I couldn't make it. Um, but salute to everybody that's doing the visuals. Who do y'all use for your videographer? Let's give them a shout out while we're talking. Yeah, we've been moving around. Denzel just used Pyro. We work with Dub. Pyro's a big name. Dub's yep. a big name. Dub. I hear a lot. Yep. Um, I was just chopping it up with JD. Think we're going to get in one with him. JD. Um, yep. It's a lot of them. Truck and Steve. I've been talking to Truck and Steve Truck off and Steve. off for like a year or so. We need to get that popping. Okay. Sounds like you're using all the, all the main guys, all the big names, which... You know, there is a, there's no shortage of great videographers. Uh, I'll add John Bishop to the list, and mm-hmm. he just named uh, a lot of yep. the rest of them. Shout out to Bishop. There's a lot of great video guys here in AZ. On the Come Up Club is another their home team here at uh, Icon RTU. So there's just a lot of great video guys. There's no excuse not to have a quality video to go along with your music. And unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, it's somewhat necessary these days, isn't it? Don't you have to have visuals with your song to really... Yeah. I mean, if you want people to TikTok it, or if you want it to be big on YouTube, lyric videos are cool, but most people like the mini-movie to go along with the, the music. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. how I like my videos to look like. It's got to be something more than just like standing around. We did the Sada video. I feel like that was kind of like that kind of video because it was kind of rushed, so we really didn't get to do like what I usually do where I try to put like a whole like script together with it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, let's get together, turn up real quick, get some dub shots, and I right, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes, you know, it's just different. Sometimes, you know, God bless Jerron uh, is doing a movie, and uh, yeah. I put so much time and effort to two or three minute clips. I can't imagine doing a whole movie and I can't imagine Man. having the knowledge with all those decisions and having to make all those decisions. So for the record, uh, respect to uh, Jerron Eichner and yep. everything he's got going on with his new yep. project, the Bond movie. Uh, I know he's got a lot of work to do, but trust trust and believe no one is debating uh, the undertaking that you're doing. And we all are with you and appreciate it. Right. We all look forward to seeing the the project when it's done so that's our word here at the mission that's the word i'm getting from everybody uh total support behind him in that project trey pound is moving around out in atlanta desert baby from i get i hear nothing but support from him um i get a lot of support how do you think being in arizona where the drama is so persistent uh patrice grams lady sincere is another name that gets basically all love i rarely see them running in any drama what do you think these people have in common what do you think the combination is to move around in this scene and remain drama free 
It's your choice, man. You just got to kind of stay away from it as, okay. as much as possible. Um, so it's my fault if it happens, is what you're saying. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's just, you know, you, I mean, nah, it's probably my fault. It, if you get stuck with one thing I learned with paying attention to the uh, the greats, Jay-Z said when uh, MC Hammer dissed him back in the day, Jay said, man, we live in the, the, the uh, age of the timeline. After so many things are posted, sooner or later it's going to get pushed off the timeline and ain't nobody going to talk about it no more. I think that's the way most people try to ride things out. It's just mm-hmm. duck your head, stay stay Let's chill for way, a few man. days. And, yeah. and uh, you know, AZ does, this is not a pun, although it probably is, AZ get, uh, generates a lot of heat. I know um, when Cheddar the Truth had the heat ray put on him by Mike Terrell, two tone. Yeah. He he was he was very adamant that he didn't like the heat. He didn't like yeah. the being Some the people don't like he that. didn't like being the focus of the city. And mm-hmm. uh I made um you know, I made a I took a, a cheap shot at Ah and she let me know she didn't like it, you mm-hmm. know, one with one of my news segments. And um you know, with the last one, Emerge McVeigh almost came at me. So you know, it's uh, you know, it's just I I, I feel like oh, yeah, my, I saw that he was like, so uh, what you what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's fishing for a battle, but this battle rapper is retired. And <laughs> for those out there that don't understand, that means I quit. I never had a job. I never got paid to battle rap, so I didn't really retire. I quit. I don't, I'm not rapping. I. Ah, I, you know, I, there's days where I do wish I could still had it in me to rap again. But for me, rapping was always like a complicated jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Now you're talking about somebody that freestyled, battle rap freestyle. I I can sit and rap. We we get in the right mood. I can rap with you all night. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to make songs, to me it seemed like an intricate puzzle. The beat, the scratches, the vocals, what I was. My actual writing, the 16 bars or whatever, to me, seemed like a a jigsaw puzzle. It seemed like putting the right pieces in the right places, so the flow, so that everything made sense. You're basically rhyming a story or some kind of uh, statement. And it's just hard to me. It made my head hurt. So I don't, I don't, and it's not, there's, you would have to pay me literally hundreds of dollars to battle rap because the, the 15 minutes of enjoyment at a rap, at a battle rap is not worth the month I have to put into working to do it. And the, yeah. and it, it gets my blood pressure up with all the promo and the hype, uh, you know, battling Marley Park might have took three years off my life. Damn. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the monster Marley Park. Now, you yeah. and Denzel, especially, and maybe Vonnie G. Vonnie G. may be the the monster between the three of y'all, but definitely you guys all seem so much more relaxed and music focused than Marley Park. How did the alignment with the monster known as Marley Park and and you three come about? Me and Marley have been tight for years. Like, I've known Marley for a while. Like, especially, like, back when um, his pancreatitis was, like, really, really fucking him up. Like, right, right. I was, like, right there with bro. You okay. know, so we've been rapping for a long, long time. And I kind of feel like when it comes to everything, I'm kind of the glue for it because I was friends with all these guys separately. And I would just, like, be like, man, let's just bring this person in. Let's bring this person in. It's like, so they basically man. came together around you? Yeah. Is that what you, Okay. Yeah. All right. So it just ended up like clicking like that. And Marley, I like Marley's flow. I like his like, you know, just just that that, that just anger, like the way he just pushed that shit out is dope to me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of cats from back home. So me and Lil Bro locked in. Then when he uh, started rocking with Vonnie, Vonnie really was like, hey, we're going to pull Marley all the way in. Let's do it. I'm with what you talking about, KT. Let's bring him in. And we just been tight and locked in ever since then. Everybody like, we're all together, but we're separate at the same time. So... 
people do their own thing, but then we all meet back up at the you know the clubhouse and chop it up and figure out what we're doing, doing moving forward. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You have some insight from an inside perspective. A lot of people, the big critique, which I have even joined in on before, but especially lately, the big critique about Marley is that if although we love his antics, they're extremely entertaining and powerful, and, and they work well, especially in a battle hype situation. But the critique is that he would be a lot further along with his music if he put all of that antic energy into actually making music. What's your take on that? Do you agree, disagree? Is Yeah, and I feel he does too. We talk about it. You know, he um, definitely, is, his next move is just, just to go to that, to push it to that. But now he's like in this like, kind of like limbo of the battle situation so he's trying to figure that out but once that's all done he's pushing straight towards music and that's where he'll like officially lock lock in with us right okay okay sounds good it's good to know it's good to know maybe you know i I like him dealing with y'all because i feel like you know y'all could um with open arms maybe guide him to being more music focused i think marley has a lot of fans he definitely divides people pretty immediately either jump on his side or jump against him mm-hmm. and i just think uh i just think yeah i and i hey I, I played some of his music uh last week on the flower show um just to show that i am about the music as well as yeah. the foolishness but I think a lot of people, even some of his haters, would maybe jump on his side with the right songs, with the right with the right yeah. couple of singles. You I know? tell you, man, well, we've been recording together recently. Like we gelling real good together, all of us. And okay, this new music we're about to drop. We just uh, rec- recorded a cipher. Once that's done, we're gonna shoot the video for that. It's gonna be over. People will really see a side of Marley that they never seen before. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, KT, it's been my pleasure. Um, it's yeah. been great talking with you. Like most, most of the guys, I feel like I could talk to you all day. It sounds like you've got a busy day ahead between running around. Yeah, and man. I'm getting ready for this show, too. Mixing and mastering. Show. Getting ready for a show. When yeah. is the show? Let's talk April about that. April 17th, Manifest. Val put it together. So Manifest. I've yeah. seen the great-looking flyers. Good man, job, Val. I like I the promotion rollout. And I especially like, I even complimented you online the uh, the artist on this show is a phenomenal group of artists. Before we get out of here, let's talk about the show. Let's yeah. who's on the show with you? Uh, Yante is gonna be there. I saw Merkums, that. Yep, Merkums, Yante, Era Harris. Yeah, oh, Era's dope. Vibe Lanes. I haven't seen Vibe Lanes perform in a minute either. Yeah. So that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. just a really. I mean, it's a star-studded lineup, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was reminiscent of me to. Shout out to DJ Kane's Ratchet House Party with a great lineup. I mean, these shows yeah. are coming out now with really great lineups. And these mm-hmm. these name guys that I love to see perform, uh, you know, Merkham's, Yante. Yeah, I just, you, you got to go to this Manny Fest show. And it's April 17th. April 17th. Where is it at? Where is it at? The Block, right? The yep. Block. Nighttime Block show. Yep. What time Night- does it start, bro? Six. Yep. Okay. So evening flowing into the night. Mm-hmm. Outdoor event. Um, the block was where the ratchet party was, so you know the vibe, you know the stage, the situation. It's going to be live. I dare ask, who's the DJ for this event? Do we have one yet? Kane. So you got Kane right back. So it, you know, it, are we got food there. We're gonna have food as well. So the the vibe is already. You know the vibe. The blueprint is set. Yep. The block, the block on Glendale Ave. Mm-hmm. It's an event space at this crazy. point. The block on Glendale Ave, April seventeenth. Doors open at six. DJ Kane one hundred on the ones and twos. Artists flying in from Texas. You got Viney. You got KT. 
You got Yontay. You got Merkham. And it's my birthday bash. And it's his birthday bash. So come out, have a drink, have a smoke with KT and the guys. I know Smokey Dollars could be there because yeah. he's affiliated and he's everywhere. Smokey Dollars is mm. getting smacked all across the city. Yeah, he's gonna like be wild Karen bitches. He gets smacked <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> It don't matter where it is, and 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 Smokey at this point basically takes the same smack selfie wherever he's at. You know he's smacked when he's in the room. Mm-hmm. That's Smokey that's Dollar, good we friend of mine. Song. He is the good bro. We yeah. got a song. Uh, I see y'all. He's been he's been killing features out there. Oh, so he's yeah. gonna be, he's gonna be performing with you that night, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know that's right. The homie Smokey Dollar performing Vonnie, KT, Yante. Uh, Merkham's too many to name. Great big show. Manifest. You've seen the flyers. The flyers look great. The DJ's official. The event place, the, the, the venue is official. The, uh, the management promotion team is in full effect. So you know it's going to be a great event. April 17th, no doubt. Come on out and rock. I try my best to get out there. Man, it's so hard yeah, sometimes. Up, I'm pull trying up. to get out there. The new news is trying to show up at events. We're trying yeah. to pull it together, you know, uh, and it's get birthday, it together. You come, man. It's, I'm trying up. to come for the birthday. If I do come, I will have a birthday present in hand, no doubt. Hey. I don't come empty-handed, <laughs> and I'd love to see everybody out there. Uh, KT, it's been great. Thanks so much man, for coming no in. Problem. Thanks for having me. I no doubt. It. KT Gibson on the mission. Yes, sir. Thanks to Val for coming. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Yes. Try to get some sleep in between all this hip-hop shit you're doing. Uh, that's going to be the night. That's going to be the night. Okay, <laughs> we're rolling straight through here on the mission. Let's get it. Coming up next, Smooth G, the general, right here on the mission. Hold tight. Old Granddad, Big Butch the Lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smoke Weed, Dirty Harry, Lee X the Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect the Underground Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here. Every- 